Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. That's why board and land in was heading in. Welcome in. Episode of Steps. Steps Live here on this Monday, February 5th, 2024. I'm T-Bob Amir. He's Aaron Murray. This is Snaps. Uh, what I hope is your favorite college football uh, show. Uh, do nearly okay. Upload to the channel every day. Um, and we got a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, Aaron, how are we feeling after a great weekend? Good man, good man. Happy Monday, everyone. Appreciate everyone jumping in. Super Bowl weekend. So maybe T and I will give our projected pre- project pre- predictions. Mm. Monday, Monday's oopsies. Predictions at the end of the week. San Francisco, Kansas City, baby. Should be a good one. Yeah. 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 I love fucking predictions because everybody's mm. definitely going to give a fuck about who I think is going to win out of the Kansas City Chiefs. I care. I care. I care. You care? I care. I do care. I care. Kind, I'm here for you. It's very kind. Um, okay, so Josh Pate, who we love, late kick Josh, shout out, uh, member of the Corn Hub, multiple Pate State mm-hmm. uh, members rock Corn Hub gear, which you can buy uh, by clicking the links to snaps, which this is the year to get in on the Corn Hub. Let's be clear about that. Uh, Matt, we're about to have this place rolling. Uh, but Josh Pate on his show did a little SEC power rankings and because this is youtube we gonna react to it that's right some true youtube react content well not true because we're not gonna be watching the video live but more looking at his chart um and, and kind of seeing where we agree maybe where we disagree do give you our own kind of snaps uh sec power rankings coming up um there's some college football playoff expansion talk about how many teams should be in the playoffs uh and then we have some coaching changes i mean steve belichick 
joining the college ranks up there at Washington. Michigan now knows who their new OC is going to be following the elevation of Sharon Moore. Uh, Iowa tampering. Uh, and what? Yep, yep, yep. We've got some what? big season of discovery news as well. Uh, Jeff Solis says this past week it was a stark reminder of the grim reality of no football starting next week. Well, Jeff, uh, hello. You got the UFL now. So yeah. that's a little XFL, USFL combo. And you have fan-controlled football, which I don't know if anybody cares about. You also have the flag football for the Olympics, correct? Look forward no idea. to yeah. uh, fan-controlled football, which yeah. uh, I'm in contact with. I'll be interested to see if they want me to do any work for them or not. It's potential right now, but I guess it's like seven on seven. That's all live streamed. Do the fans call the plays? Uh, yeah, the, Manziel was big into that. Like okay. Manziel was a big. I think he played in it and was an investor possibly in it. And I remember. It, was somewhat entertaining a couple of years ago. I don't know if they like kind of fell apart for a little bit and coming back or what, but we'll see. Oh yeah, T Bob calling the plays. Uh but no you cuss or no I don't know. I don't know. Mm. And also though Jeff Solo's point kind of stands. So yeah, no, I, I get it. There actually is no football uh after this weekend for the most part. And it sucks and it's lame. But it's okay, dude. It's okay. Maybe the UFL can be something. Like I always want to approach you with an open mind, right? Mm-hmm. I now I'm not naive enough anymore, like I used to be in the past, where, like I'm definitely gonna watch this. And then you watch like five minutes, you're like, oh wait, it's kind of tough to watch football when it's not good and you don't care about the players. Like college football is not good, but we love the teams and the brands. And so we know the players by extension. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where yeah. it ends up going. Zach's I'll be honest. Steven, I'll be honest. Uh, Bo in the chat says chances of Murray UFL comeback. So I was throwing the football around the other day. Let's go Vipers. Yeah, go Vipers. Getting the 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 juices going for my big competition with, with Brooks Austin in about yep. a couple months from now. Cheers. And Rusty is 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 far from the truth. It is bad, boys. It, it's like I it's like I forgot how to throw a football. Mm. I mean, it is it is it is crazy how fast it can go. So I'm hoping it it can come back just as fast as it left me. But uh, it, it didn't look pretty. Not many spirals out there. You now see why uh, mm. why QB one's dodging Brooks. Yeah, uh, a little too well, much I work in that dodging, golf. Swing. I was a dodger until this past weekend when I threw the football. I was like, maybe I should start dodging him. It was pretty um, bad. So QB skills are use it or lose it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much any skill set, to be quite frank, is I would I would imagine. Uh, okay. Check it out, y'all. Hit like, hit subscribe if you're watching or listening. Um, we are at 14.3. So the offseason mm-hmm. slowdown's kind of become here. Well, I don't know exactly what realistic goals are for the offseason, but how about this? I want motherfucking 15K. Okay. So let's push. 15K, let's go. Uh, Jeff Solo says, uh, at least we'll get NCAA in July. I agree. Very yeah. Marshall Andrews says, Aaron, bro, get a beard. Serious weirdo vibes. I agree. I agree. You're freaking me out with your clean shaven face. Can't trust. I, I just, I just, if we'll first, it's not fully clean. It looks very so. clean right now. It looks, that's about as clean as I've ever seen you. Well, I got it. We have a special guest that we're shooting a show with later today. That'll be out tomorrow. So I want to look somewhat professional. That's right. Snaps is going to get to sit down with the man himself, Dan Lanning, this afternoon. Cannot wait. Talked about everything. And you best believe I'm going to ask him about working at Outback Steakhouse. 
Uh, I probably do not have the nuts to ask him about getting his wife's cleavage tattooed on him. You're but I will ask, ask you the question. No, I am going to ask a tattoo question, but I was going to frame it around the Outback Steakhouse portion no, of the tattoo. Um, not yes, yes, <laughs> not, not her tits. Like maybe we soften him up and he really likes us. If I get the vibe, then maybe I can dive into that. But I'm just like, my head is not immediately going to, uh, to, to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Could you, can you like get people in your share, 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 uh, but very excited. Dan Lanning. Uh, so that'll be on youtube.com. Do you think, do you think we need Dan Lanning to show us a tattoo on the show? Uh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, I know because like, mm-hmm. what, do you know how annoying that is? Like that question, that's like the dancing monkey thing. Like you, 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 you think, like, I don't think really, anyone's asked him that question. You think that he would, he, you, you don't think, okay. Mm-hmm. You think someone in that position of power would be cool with us being like, Hey, Dan, can you show us the tattoo? Yeah. T- I'm going to be like, T Bob fantasizes about your wife cleavage. Can you just please get it over with and show him? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe look, I'll, I'll have to read the room. I think that sounds like a fucking awful idea. Uh, I just think that sounds like a horrendous idea. Um, but whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, no, Bo, Bo says it's a perfect snaps question. We have to go viral. Come on, boys. Here's the deal though. Thank you, Bo. You, no, 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 no. Thank you, Bo. You have to soft launch tattoo talk, okay? Because I'm sure a ton of people ask about it almost constantly. I doubt a lot of people come at it from meeting your wife at an Outback Steakhouse uh, and honoring that with that portion of the tattoo, right? That's the angle I'm going to go. And then if the vibes are right, maybe then we explore more, you know, down the road in the interview or later. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, PG says, T-Bob, we need you to get a tattoo in the next three hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, Dan, I got my wife is like bleeding and fresh and pink. Like, Look, Dan, I, got, I got my wife's ass on my little handles. <laughs> me and you. Me and you, bro. Maybe we should, maybe T-Bob will get, actually, he won't cut his hair. Maybe he'll get a tattoo for 15K. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, I got distracted by uh, uh, World of Warcraft God, in the chat. Dude. What'd you say? Yeah, no, that's the bingo card. Snaps bingo. Remember, that's like yeah, one of the things. Bingo. Me ignoring you for the chat. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, you, you, you won't get your hair cut, but maybe we'll get, get a tattoo. I am getting my fucking haircut. Maybe a tat- okay, maybe a tat- I'm not playing this game with you. I am getting my haircut in April. Everybody, relax. Um, all right, let's dive in to the end. Okay, Landry Mitchell's team. We'll talk. Actually, you know what, Landry? I'm going to talk a little World of Warcraft at the end. I'm going to stay focused here. Um, SEC power rankings from our guy, Josh Pate, late kick Josh. If you're listening to this show, you know who I'm talking about, Pate State. Um, and 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 it's a bit odd, okay, because the graphic that he put out there on Twitter, which I believe we should have already go, if not, uh, if not PG, it is in my snap side piece document. Um, but the graphic says SEC power rankings heading into the 2024 season. However, a follow-up tweet, and in the show, Josh explains that he values a th- rolling three-year snapshot of the following. Mm-hmm. On-field performance, talent exager- acquisition, stability, and resource pool. So it's a bit of, 
I, I feel like those things, two things are kind of at odds with one another. If, if you're trying to head, power rankings heading into 24, but then you're also trying to look at like the overall health and maybe longevity of the program projecting um, forward. But here is the list as follows. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Texas. Number four, LSU. Five, Oklahoma. Six, mm -hmm. Ole Miss. Seven, Tennessee. Eight, A&M. Nine, Auburn. Ten, Mizzou. 11, South Carolina, 12, Kentucky, 13, Florida, 14, Arkansas, 15, Mississippi State, and 16, Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. um, Aaron, when you see this list, what immediately jumps off the page to you? The dogs are one, obviously. You know, that you see that big, beautiful red G at number one gets you excited. That no, I, you, you really mean that? You re that really gets you no. excited? How about no, 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 no. Okay, making sure. No, 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 no. Honestly, the, I, I get Alabama at two. Yeah, yeah. But I would flip them with Texas. I would flip them with Texas. I'd flip them with Texas. Yeah, um, with Texas. To be honest, that that jumps out to me. Florida at thirteen, man. Golly, and not 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 like it's a surprise, but still hard to for me to think about the University of Florida and and kind of when we grew up and the championships and the Heisman's and everything that Florida would be thirteen in a poll of power rankings is it's not like i said it's not a surprise it's just it's it's still hard to see it when it does come out from from certain things like this so to me alabama texas i wouldn't touch um not mm -hmm. to say that like i couldn't see it your way as well but i don't feel i don't think it's like clear cut that texas is better than alabama no no no, no. um not going forward and you know the 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 Kalen DeBoer staff and the Kalen DeBoer resume is as good of a resume like it's a significantly better resume than that of Steve Sarkeesian um and yeah. now includes heads up wins over Steve Sarkeesian True. so i would have no problem putting um Alabama at two, Texas three. Uh, LSU at four has been interesting to me, but by far what jumped off like when i first saw this list what leapt off the page was Oklahoma at five and I, I understand Oklahoma at five from kind of the the broad picture scenario mm -hmm. uh, of this is one of the most successful programs of all time. We know they have the resources, they have the buy-in, all those sorts of things. However, like for 2024 specifically, I don't know what the fuck Oklahoma is going to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're replacing their entire what? offensive line. They're out here mm -hmm. losing starters to like other teams that they're just going to go do the same thing in these other places. Um, you're, you, you, you forced still Gabriel out for Jackson Arnold. The bowl game was all right. Uh, they were kind of put in a positive situation, but also like, I'm, I, you know, and I know Oklahoma fans make it mad at me and yell at me again for doing this dance like again, but, I was on board with Venables post triple R and then he did just enough through the rest of the season to make you doubt if he's the actual guy or not. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and if, if you just want to look at those next two teams, I mean, hell look the next three teams. I mean, kind of let's put them in their own category of Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Uh, Cause I do like LSU at four talent, Brian Kelly, you won the West two years ago you won a national championship, was it four years now ago? So like they, like I will throw them into the equation of being right there in that in that top four spot. But Ole Miss, two of them, if you want to kind of rank it off like the past three seasons, Ole Miss is a double digit wins two of the past three years. Ole Miss yeah. was tremendous this past season. Ole Miss uh has had what the number two 
uh, transfer portal class heading into next year. Like I, I think Ole Miss has way more momentum and has had a better past three years than Oklahoma has. So like, don't be fooled by the logo. We're not talking about like yeah. Josh Pate said, like we're not talking about the history of the programs or if the program's a blue butt or how many championships they've won or how many Heisman trophies, excuse me, they've produced or how many playoffs they've made. No, we're talking about the past three years and Ole Miss has had those two 10 double digit win seasons. Ole Miss is coming off an incredible season with a great bowl win this past season. So I don't know how you have Oklahoma over them or even Tennessee, unless you're just looking at the logos. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I, I agree with you, especially at the 24 Ole Miss looks very well positioned. Uh, and, and okay. If we look at on-field performance, talent acquisition, stability, and resource pool, Ole Miss, I would score very highly on on-field performance. Like yep. you said, two of the last three years, um, talent acquisition, they score highly on resource pool. I think they score highly on, but that's, uh, it's a tougher. It's it's really yeah. tough to parse what's true or not when it comes to how much money schools have because you hear bullshit all the time. People, the one thing about Ole Miss that you got to kind of question is stability, uh, because they're built in an inherently volatile way. Mm-hmm. However, again, I'm not even counting Lane Year One because of what he took over. So we just look at the last three years. You have, you know, two of them that would say that no, Ole Miss can be consistently good, and you have one disastrous year. Right. It's why this year is so important. If you take a step back. And you have like an eight and five year this year, which I absolutely don't expect, right? But yeah, if you did, well, then all of a sudden, you you yes, like you have no stability. Uh, you're you're just going to be a roll of the dice sort of team every single year. If you win ten games once again, and it's now three or four years, and that's seventy five percent of the time, well, yeah, then I think like you're you, you know maybe you should be even number four on this list. Like heading into twenty, heading into twenty twenty four. If we're just talking wins and losses, I'm, I'm, and yeah, we look I'm at frontline starters, Ole Miss should be ahead of LSU. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, in terms of overall health with BK and the high school recruiting advantages that LSU has, I understand them maybe. Being I, I guess that's my question. Yeah, like, are we talking about like where where do we project these teams to 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 finish next year? Are we just talking about overall health and looking forward? of these programs because I think that's two different different things. Like, I if I'm looking for next year, like, I would have Ole Miss maybe top three in that case. Like I, I'm not, I'm projecting Texas to come in here and have a better year than Alabama. That's why if, if we're looking at just purely on who's going to perform the best in 2024, Georgia one, Texas two, I think I can make a case for Ole Miss at three, possibly competing with Alabama and then Alabama right there, then LSU after them and maybe even Tennessee ahead of LSU, honestly. And um, how much you believe in Nico? I think. I but mean, I still, I still think you're Tennessee. I think you're dick riding Tennessee a little too hard, too fast. You're gonna make him come. You gotta let him chill out for a little bit and earn it a little bit. You gotta make him work for it. No, I'm uh, to get a couple rounds in. Couple rounds in. I, I think. Okay, so let's do our list then based on 2024. Like what okay. we think they're gonna do. Um, yeah. Del Rice says nobody in the SEC won more games last three years than my own Miss squad. Is that true? That's true. That's crazy. No, what do you, feel what true. Do you mean? I don't. Georgia. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. There's, I, I think you're missing. If you heard a stat like that, Dell, I think you're missing some like qualifier, like uh-huh. SEC West teams, or like I, I don't know something along, um, besides Georgia and, and Alabama. Yeah, that would make sense. But uh, I think. I think the other thing that jumps off here again, I think Oklahoma was overrated on this list. Yeah. Um, I think Mizzou continues to be criminally underrated. 
And I think it's a brand issue. Past three years, though, he he said it. Past three years, Mizzou was six and seven the year before. I'm trying yeah. to blank. They, they were the year before that, but they did have the great season this past year. But they 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 were all that the year before that. But I, I understand when it comes to like, okay, well, what, what's A and M done that's been anything special? And I guess that's the same thing. Like, but they do have the resources though. So like, but yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. How do but what, what Mizzou has? Mizzou has the resources too, though. Not like them. Okay, but Mizzou and Ole Miss are like very similar to me. Um, they are mm. both schools that are trying to climb in areas in which they cannot. How do we know that you, you think Ole Miss just has significantly more resources than Mizzou? I don't know. That. No, I don't think they have more resources, but Ole Miss has had two seasons with you know 10 uh, double digits. They had they were eight wins last year. Missouri was was you know hanging on to make a bowl game a year ago. They had one great year, and I think I I believe in Eli Drinkwitz. I, I I love their roster. I love what they have heading into the season. But I'm just saying, like, just take away last season. It's not like this was a team that was on the rise by any means. This was a team yeah, that was, but was struggling making, a little bit. If we're making this a 24 list, they return Cook, they return Luther Burton, like they returned all their dogs. Like they lose Cody Schrader, but they get Marcus Carroll. Like they're going now. Now they did lose some coaches to LSU certainly, but they're still going to be. Um, they're going to be really good. Chat is saying too that Mizzou just got a 62 million dollar gift mm. as well. Here's the deal with Mizzou, like. I'm projecting them to be one of the climbers in the new age of college football because, like I we point out a ton on this show, they have an entire state economy behind them. There's nobody to compete with. They have resources where they can hammer the portal a la Ole Miss. They're the only show in town. They have belief. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I think Mizzou is very well positioned to be consistently good. Maybe even more so than in Auburn. But do they have the, do they have the like, talent though? Do they have the, the talent in, in the state though? Like that, that to me, that's the difference. There, there's one thing to Ole Miss. The state. Yeah, but Ole I'm, Miss is not trying to recruit kids. They're trying to go out and hit the portal. Yeah, but that's what Mizzou than, can do and will do as well. Um, yeah. and is doing like that. They'll, they'll they 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 can build in the same way. And if you are talented, Mizzou, you have a very good chance that you well, want to go I, there. I would put Mizzou above a And M. I'd put Mizzou above Auburn. I would put Missouri um, above Auburn AM. I would not put him ahead of Tennessee. I don't think I would put him ahead of Tennessee either. I think Tennessee has a lot of the same advantages in the NIL era that Mizzou has, only because they're kind of the only show in town as well in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Only they also have the additional brand power behind them. I know Auburn I, I, fans I, I, are going to get triggered by this as well, but I don't know, man. Auburn just seems so toxic all the time. And I still believe in Hugh Freeze having that place aligned, but there's been odd coaching departures in this offseason. But the recruiting class was great. Credit yeah. to him, right? Very good. So They still um, don't have the quarterback, though, which concerns me a little bit of why they didn't go get someone else in the portal yeah. uh, for a little bit of competition just to see if, if you truly have the guy on the roster right now. So that was somewhat concerning. If you want to look at projecting to 2024, like I still question... You know, their biggest thing I've said on the show, like their biggest issue wasn't necessarily the quarterback. It was a little bit of the receivers too. They got that with some young guys that still have to you know grow up pretty fast if they want to be able to see the field consistently. But I just don't know in today's game, if you don't have the guy at quarterback, if you're going to be able to make massive moves, even if in year two for Hugh Free. So I would kind of back them up a little bit to probably that number, that number 10 spot. Um, Who, Auburn? But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, Auburn to be fair, spot. I would put Auburn over AM. Uh oh. I'm in I'm in a bit of uh prove mood mode with AM where AM is fighting 50 years ever since Bear Bryant, like the curse of the Bambino, the curse of the bear. Like 
ever since Bear Bryant, they've had all the elements on paper that we always say they do, that they should be great, and they never are. I like Elko to get them there. I love the Tommy Moffat hire. Y'all saw him come on snaps here, okay? Like, I believe he will change the culture, but I, 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 I maybe need to see it. Because mm-hmm. I also believe Jimbo was a perfect hire there, right? It looked like yep. someone had like I've 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 been fooled before, and if I was going to bet on being fooled again, I would rather bet on Auburn fooling me a bit more than uh than than Texas A and I want to I want to go to the chat real quick because this kind of has to go to what we're discussing with Tennessee. Gulf South says, "Why does everyone have all this faith in Tennessee's quarterback who literally hasn't done anything in college?" But at the same time, have all these questions about LSU's quarterback. I, I we don't. I'll, I'll say that right now. I don't know where the questions going. Like I, I do not have any questions of Garrett Nussmeyer. Like we've seen him play over the past two years. We saw him come in there in the SEC championship game versus Georgia. We saw what he did in the bowl game this past season. I have all the faith in the world in Garrett Nussmeyer. I think Garrett's been is going to be great. I th- will their offense be the same they were this past year? I don't know about that. Like they're losing some other key playmakers on the offense. But you return a really good offensive line. You, you still have good receivers on that side. You had a good, you know, depth at the running back position. I think Garrett's going to have a great year. Yeah, I don't think that's I a think, discussion. Of, no, of, I think I think I think LSU Tennessee here. I think Nussmeyer's biggest problem, and to be clear, Tennessee has the second easiest schedule in the entire SEC. So that's a big yeah. boon in their favor. Mizzou has the easiest, by the way, as well. If we're just looking for twenty twenty four power rankings, those Ole Miss that has to come. That has to matter. But um, but. I think with Nuss, he's dealing with the same problem that Kalen DeBoer is, you know, on a much smaller scale, but Kalen DeBoer is replacing Nick Saban. So he could be great, but he's not perfect. So what happens? Uh, Nuss is following up a guy who just put up the best statistical Heisman season of any Heisman winner since like 1973. So like not just a Heisman, but a guy who put up numbers that far surpassed any other Heisman numbers we have ever seen. Uh, that's tough. And you do, and you're going to lose two first round wide receivers. Like you still got a lot of talent, but so that, that's going to be Nuss's issue. Whereas Nico Iamaliava is following up Joe Milton, who Tennessee fans were done with by the, by the end of the year. So you could see a weird situation develop where their stats could be similar. And yet one fan base will be kind of like, and the other will be like, yeah. And and they'll probably fall along the lines of Tennessee and, um, LSU be the raw there. T- Tennessee had nine wins after an incredible year the year before. Followed that up with nine wins, uh, leading at a halftime on the road in Tuscaloosa with a yeah, quarterback I'm- that underachieved. So, like, I do think that there's a lot of like, man, we got to nine wins with that, and now we have a Nico kid that, yeah, he's very unproven. Like, let, let's be honest, like he's he's played in one game as a full time starter, one game. And he looked really good. Let's also remember, like he was the number one ranked quarterback coming out of his recruiting class. Like the talent yeah. is there. And then we got a little bit of a taste of it in the bowl game, seeing the way he he moved, he ran, he got in outside the pocket, uh, how fluid he was throwing the football, how effortless it looked. And like you're like, man, a year two with Hypel, with that kind of talent that we already knew we had heading into the season. Um, I'm I'm super bullish on him. I could completely be completely wrong when it's all said and done, but he looks like a guy that in that offense is going to just from day one, you know, as full-time starter from this spring to the fall camp to the season is going to be pretty damn special. 
Well, like, regardless of what you think about Iowa, you know they have great defense. And yeah. he looked pretty damn good, and especially getting done in the red zone in that bowl game. I'm not saying there won't be growing pains. To me, though, in 24, from a pure win-loss perspective, I still think Mizzou's position to have a better year. Um, yeah, because they have the much more experienced quarterback. And they're both going to be dealing with like pretty much the same schedule, only Mizzou's is a bit easier. So, wait, did the Waltons really go to Mizzou and the Cronky family? I mean, shit, we talk about some. I, just, I think the big, I, I, I always I, more thing about with uh, Arkansas, but I guess so. The Ozarks, dude. Get the more I think money. about it, you brought up a good point. I think at the beginning, like your first assessment, the more we kind of break down these other teams that are in that next, in that, you know, kind of five and below between five and 10 of like who could be some of the movers. Cause it's really hard to move the top three. Like those are some of the biggest brands in college football, Georgia, Alabama, Texas. But where's the shakeup after them? I think I, I'm with you. Like, I think Oklahoma is way overrated. I think Missouri's way underrated. Like yeah. I would move Oklahoma. That's jumps off to me back to like nine or 10, like kind of put Oklahoma with the Auburn of like, we believe the brands can have success. We, 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 we think, and I may even like Auburn a little bit more because I like Q freeze more as a head coach, but like I would move Oklahoma back. Okay. So I think, I, I think, okay. I think, cause I agree. I think we're, I think we're hitting, I think we're going to get at the same thing here. Okay. So yeah. let's do here. Let's start our snaps ranking. Uh, Georgia. I still say Alabama, then Texas. You can say Alabama. I didn't, I totally, I mean, I don't know why I wasn't thinking about this too. I'm glad someone in the chat brought it up. But the fact that Kalen DeBoer is 1 0 against Sark. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I mean, with like, a lesser team. With a lesser team. Eh, but a better quarterback. Better quarterback, uh, better, better quarterback. receivers. Yeah, that's better true. Quarterback um, and the Joe Moore winning offensive line. But whatever. Um, Okay, Alabama two. I mean, you Texas can't have three. your cake and eat it too, you dipshit. You you sit here all year and you yell at me about how talented Texas is, and yet now just to support this little sub point in an off season power ranking list, I'm, I'm not. I'm you not comparing to tell Texas me that and Washington's Washington. roster is better than Texas. This isn't a no, no, no. I'm trying to describe <laughs> the Washington to Alabama transition. It's not like he's going from fucking rags to riches here. He had one of the best quarterbacks, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Elite receivers and the oh, best wait, it's actually line. two and oh, that's true because they did beat Texas two years in a row in bowl games. True, two and oh. Okay, so Georgia won Alabama. Nothing two. to do with good those job. Two um, good yeah. job, Zach. Uh, Georgia won Alabama two, Texas three. Okay, for 2024, Ole Miss four. I think we go Ole Miss four. Ole Miss four. I would go, I'm okay with going to LSU five. Yeah. Who would you go? I'd go. I'm, I'm high. Can't say Tennessee. You can't I'm say high Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm high. You can't Tennessee. say Tennessee. Why can't I say Tennessee? I mean, I just. Why can't I say Tennessee? No, you okay? You can physically move your jaw and activate your vocal cords, and the sounds that form the word Tennessee can exit your throat. But bruh, I mean, what are we talking about? Okay, so tell me, tell me, what 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 great advantages does Tennessee have over uh, LSU? They have a defense. <laughs> they have a defensive line. LSU doesn't even have a right. LSU doesn't have, have a They have no interior defensive line. They don't have an interior defensive, line. Interior defensive line. But they got Harold Perkins with actual coaching now. Oh, well. It's one man. LSU's entire defense besides Harold Perkins is a complete mystery heading into next season. Complete mystery. It is. That is fair. So, um, like, what, and, and you have a brand new quarterback that you just talked about losing two first round receivers. 
why are you high on LSU? Uh, because I feel like you're going to see a rubber band effect. I, th- I feel like that defense was really fucked up, uh, this last season. And so everybody looked worse, meaning, um, that not only will they improve, but they could improve, uh, drastically by being put in better positions to succeed. When you look what Blake Baker's in the last couple of years, uh, I also, I'm, well, I'm a believer in Brian Kelly as well. Um, but I okay. Do- you have an entire side of the football that is a massive question mark and a brand new quarterback. So almost four. Um, and this is where it gets weird, though, but I go Tennessee. This five, last year, LSU was awful. But here's the deal. LSU ended up 10, 10 and three and Tennessee was nine and four last year. Yeah. And LSU's defense was god awful. You had the Heisen Trophy winning quarterback that masked a lot of problems. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying, okay, so what? So you take away a little bit offensively and you add defensively. So, you know, did they add defensively though? Like, where's the addition defensively? You, you, you got a new DC, that's it. Yeah, no, I mean, when well, no, you got you an entire players. defensive staff, you got a new entire yeah. defensive staff. Um, that's what I'm saying. I think they have players, they have a roster made up of, we kept saying it last year, they have a roster made up of four stars and five stars. I think the problem is that like, if we put Tennessee like, at five, then then LSU has to drop to seven because Missouri's kind of clumped in with Tennessee right now based on our discussions. I would agree with that. Um, that said, I you know I look I don't want to go to the mad for LSU because I don't want to be accused of being Homer guy, right? But it is back to back ten win seasons, yeah, even with all the problems. And so I'm a little bit like uh, I don't I don't want to go too far with. Um, Dinging them. I think it should be LSU five, Tennessee six, Mizzou seven. All right, fine. Uh, I would go. Okay, so Mizzou seven. I would go. I would go Oklahoma eight. I go Oklahoma eight. I go Auburn eight, Oklahoma nine. It's a coaching thing. It's a coaching thing. Okay, that's fine with me. I could. I, I could get behind that. Auburn eight, Oklahoma nine, and then uh, so who's so who's checking in? And we'll kind of stop at ten. I don't think we need to hash out the the bottom of this bullshit. But who am I missing? Oh, A and M, and then A and M ten. Yeah, A and M ten. God, Florida. I would move Florida to. Uh, I would move Florida ahead of Kentucky and South Carolina. <laughs> well, yeah, you love Graham Murps. Yeah. So no, I would as well. Uh, I think Kentucky is going to have a bad year. Just, just to be honest. Travel trouble says Oklahoma over A and M. Lamal, look, man. I mean, bro, A and M's got to prove it. Like we're shitting on Oklahoma, and Oklahoma went ten and two. Yeah, you know. So like, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just doubting Oklahoma because they're replacing their entire offensive line, brand new quarterback. But like, A and M's replacing their entire roster as well. I think it's for the better and will be. And I think if nothing else, A&M will finally be tough with Tommy Moffitt. But for now, yeah, Oklahoma over A&M. Who's the last Mississippi State or Vanderbilt? Definitely. Definitely Vanderbilt. Not even close. Not Not even close. close. Oh, um, for them, man. Brad mm. Bush's Vandegrift is better than Mertz. Well, we'll see on Brock. Aaron basically wants you to know that it's a practice. And Brad Vandegrift sucks. It's, and they left Georgia, so fuck that guy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to make of past ten. The only thing I would say is that out of that grouping of South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Vanderbilt, it's really sad for Gator fans that they've ended up there. Yeah, 
and they need to find a way. Um, are they going to find a way this year? They need to find a way to start to climb out of that. Um, all right. Did anybody write that down? I hope somebody wrote that down. Uh, so we can do our own. I mean, actually, should we power rank the rest of it for the graphic? Probably. All right, okay. Real quick. Okay, real quick. Um, so you want to go Florida at 11. Florida at 11. South Carolina or Kentucky at 12. Kentucky 12, South Carolina 13. Okay. Uh, and then I'll flip Mississippi State and Arkansas. I'll go Mississippi State, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. Yep. All right, cool. There we go. Sweet. Put that graphic out later. Um, as CJ says, expecting LSU not to improve on D is like expecting to roll snake eyes four times in a row. Um, I look, I, I again, the only the only position that I'm worried about personnel wise, Aaron, is interior defensive line. Like you're right, like they just flat big out issue in this league. It's a big just, issue in this they league. They just flat out don't have fucking bodies. So I don't know how they're going to solve that. But like, I think you're going to see significant uh, improvements from. Everybody else in the roster, players that maybe you thought were shit this year, you're like, oh, okay, actually, that guy can ball. Uh, and I think it's going to start with Blake Baker. And then you got Bo Davis trying to squeeze what he That's can. That's the excitement of the, in the offseason, baby. The excitement in the offseason. Everyone hopes and dreams, but I'm just like, be, let's be realistic. You fucking suck last year and you re- don't, you lost everyone. So that may be a good thing. Like, no, but you've seen it. No, but no, no, you didn't. I didn't just don't have confidence in no, it. No, you didn't I lose everyone. You, you, lost back. Two, you lost two interior defensive linemen. That's it. So when people yeah, and you have no one else left. Though. That's only two guys. Um, but the, but I mean, again, like the reason why I'm saying though that, that maybe this goes beyond just the, you know, that's just the off seasons. That first off, back to back ten win seasons, and secondly, you've seen Harold Perkins be fucking awesome. You've seen multiple players on that yeah. defense be fucking awesome before, and then look like shit last year. Where does that like what how and why? And to me, that starts to coach, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm just falling into my own homerism. Um, Joseph Thompson, why does T Bob's imitation of QB1 sound like Cartman? Anytime I'm trying to make someone sound like an asshole, I just always go to Cartman. Yeah, he sits there. Um, uh, Aaron laying down some truth bombs up in here. So, Jason Wally, I mean, look, potentially, potentially, right? I mean. This is my read on the situation, but I do want to be clear. Like I, 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 I cover this team to a depth that I don't cover other teams. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I know way more, like y'all probably don't give a fuck about wit weeks or like West weeks and shit. Right. Uh, but I think, I think he's going to be a beast whatever the younger one is wet wit. I can't even remember off the top of my head, but whatever we'll get there. We'll see. Uh, so there it is your snaps. Now, ours is specifically a 2024 power ranking. Although, I would like to say that I think Ole Miss long-term, excuse me, I think Mizzou long-term has more potential than anyone to climb uh, in this conference. So, shout out Mizzou. Mm, mm. What? Yeah, I'd go Auburn. I'd go Auburn, but no, okay. you're 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 no. you're you're small brained and you just can't get the brands and the history out of your head. Whereas I um I'm like a tech bro, I'm forward thinking, I'm developing new AI technologies, and the AI is telling me that Mizzou is the place to invest. You can appreciate that. Mizzou's yeah. an altcoin right now, Aaron. 
you yes, know, it's nice. I time love to pump, it. pump it. Time to pump yeah, but it. Every time they pump that bitch goes right back down. That's the problem. Well, well, yeah, but no, but you're supposed to, it's not hard. You, 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 you buy low, sell high. So you yeah. just got to sell before the drop. What are you, an idiot? And then well, when you're it dips, you buy the dip. fucking drop, but they're rising right now. You're buying as they're rising. You're hitting what? at the wrong time. You're hitting at the wrong time. No, no, but, but, but yeah, yeah I don't think they're going to dip back to where they've been though. I think they're okay. here to stay. Um, they might not be great. They may take small dips, but I don't think they're going to go all the way back to being like a perennial 500 team in this new modern era. Uh, um, Derek Maurice says, uh, go blue. Only so many teams can win in this league. And there's some big ass brands in this league. That's all I got to say. Yeah. True. Not everyone can eat, man. Not everyone can eat. You got Georgia, Bama, LSU, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, that's a lot. Florida is going to make a comeback. Charlie says, uh, where would FSU end up in this power rating? They beat LSU two in a row. I would have uh, I would have Florida State. He says Florida State, he means. I would have Florida State right behind Ole Miss or maybe even in front of Ole Miss. So four or five. I would have uh, Florida State right outside the big three. Would you put Clemson? If, if Clemson, Florida State. Uh, I would put Clemson behind Mizzou. Yeah. In Oklahoma. Behind Oklahoma in front of Auburn. Right? Mm-hmm. Um no, I have not seen that SEC podcast ranking. I should check it out. That's my guy, uh, SEC Mike. I'll 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 look that up and see what uh they think as well. Hey, uh college football playoff expansion being written about. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend too long here, um, because I think it's pretty cut and dry for me. But uh, there's a new conversation out there. Would 16 teams fix the playoff once and for all? Which is a funny question, given that we haven't even gotten to 12 yet. Yeah. Um, but no, look, I think I think first off, I think 12 feels more distinguished than 16, for whatever that's worth. Um, but functionally and most importantly, my immediate pushback in 16 is that there's no bye week, and with the yep. 12 team model, there is. And I think the bye week adds a ton of value. Um, it, it helps add a little bit to conference championship games as if you're not, if you're one of the conferences where like you have to win to get in, then that's already going to really matter. And that's fucking awesome. But if you're one of the big conferences where both teams are likely getting in, well, then I think the bye week becomes the piece that you want to play over there because you negate the disadvantage of having to play an extra game. If you win, um, I think if you're going to get to the point where you're expanding to 16 or 20, or I don't know if you can go past 20, but like. If you get to that point, this is something I brought up last week as a, a kind of a where I see college football heading a little bit is you 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 would then have to get rid of the championship weekend. Like you would have to get rid of SEC championship weekend. You'd have to get rid of Big Ten championship weekend because why would you want to play in that game knowing that there isn't that reward at the end of it of I win, I get a buy. No. You know, yeah. you have to play a game while everyone else gets a bye week and then you have to turn around. And, yeah, you get a better ranking and maybe a, an easier path, but still putting yourself on the line to get someone hurt for something to go wrong. Like, no, I'm not going to do that if there's no reward at the end of it. So if you do get to that, which I I think with the money, and if we get to a point where it's a money thing and they want more playoff games and they want 16 or 20, like I'm perfectly fine moving on from the championship games. I'd rather just get right. Like season ends, NFL style, bam, let's just jump right into the playoffs. Like, let's I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm there I think that bit. sounds lame. But if we got like a couple years into this thing and maybe I'm wrong if the conference championships, I don't think this will happen. 
But if they start feeling like going through the motions or the risk versus reward doesn't seem worth it, then you may be changing. I, 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 why though? Georgia and Alabama played this year. You're telling me they want to be going hard for that buy for that uh, buy. No, I get I get the importance of winning the football and game. then getting a home about, game. I'm talking about from the excitement of a of a fan. The the juice is going to be. We're getting ready for a 12 team playoff. We're getting ready for a 16. Well, playoff. but but that's, like, that's like, but I think that's from a mentality standpoint, like I think that's all the teams. Like that's like that's the goal. Like let's just get to the playoffs and let's play the playoff game. Like this is just something that's in between. The regular season. No, but I'm saying, what about when it's like the Big 12 and it's like the winner gets in and the loser doesn't? Or it's like the ACC and the winner gets in or loser doesn't? That's fucking awesome. So, yeah, maybe the big, that's what you don't, don't, don't suck your teeth. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like, I, I just, I'm losing my passion for championship weekend. I would rather just get to the playoffs. Oh, my God, guys. You see what's going on here? Daddy Nick deep sticks you a couple too many times, and all of a sudden you don't want to go back to Atlanta anymore. I mean, hey, you're like Alabama fans suddenly just crying about how broken college football is. You had no fucking problem with championship weekend when you are putting it on LSU 55 to 7 or whatever that's what would you rather have? Would you rather have would you rather have, would you rather have, would you rather have championship Nick weekend? You once again, Uncle Kirby never gonna be better than Nick. No, couldn't no, beat him head to head. And That's now right. all of a sudden you right. don't want to go That's to Atlanta right. anymore. Would you rather Dang. have? Would you rather have? Would you rather have a championship weekend, or would you rather just get right into the a sixteen team playoff where you get two rounds on campus? Uh no, I'd rather have championship weekend. Mm. Where I stand right now, maybe again, maybe like we get into it, and I'm like, oh, I'm in it because I'm wrong all the time, right? Like yeah. I thought nil and Pirtle would lead to. You know, the stronger getting like the strongest getting stronger, and I could not have been more wrong. The literal opposite has taken place. So maybe I'm reading this wrong, projecting for, but yeah, I would, I would not personally. Um, huh. all right. Uh, let's hear from our friends at DraftKings real quick, and then we got some coaching news to break down. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58 with DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. So you like Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and the Chiefs, or are you riding with Brock Purdy and the Niners? Either way, DraftKings has you covered with everything you need to bet on the big game. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, T-B-O-B, new customers bet Five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code TBOB. The crown is yours. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, 
perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's out here caping for T-Bob, and now he's shitting on the dogs? That's what I get. Look, look, my bad. That's fucking Aaron, dude. I'm not shitting on the dogs. I'm shitting on Aaron for saying that conference championships don't matter. Jay Solo likes it. Jay Solo likes it. Jay Solo likes it. Appreciate it, Jay. Um, Gulf South says, from a fan's perspective, big time week one games don't mean nearly as much of the 12-team playoff. LSU versus FSU got me hyped AF. LSU versus is just into the game now, in my opinion. Uh, I think I'm going to disagree with that. Because I think when it comes to the back end of the playoffs, uh, you're going to be separating between a lot of maybe like 10 and 2 or 9 and 3 teams. And if you have like a big week one win over an SC or something or over an LSU, like that should help to factor into the math of getting you in. Now, obviously, Florida State got kind of fucked this year, but that is the edge case. Um, South Japan, is Terry Bussey going to A&M or LSU? I don't know. We're going to figure out Wednesday. When you commit, seems pretty 50-50 from everything that the people are saying. Uh, all right, so Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick's son, become the new D.C. at Washington. Uh, to be fair or to be clear, Aaron, I don't know a ton about Steve Belichick. Uh, we all know about the tongue Ming where he was Barty Crouch style flicking his tongue on the sideline. Um <laughs> Look, I, I I think this, if you take out the name and you were going to say that Washington just hired 
the guy who has been the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots for the past five years. That's a fucking home run. Oh, yes. and he's only 36 years old. And now he brings all that experience. So I, I think this is a great move for Belichick himself to start to make his own name. I think it's a great yep. move for Washington. And I didn't realize this. Jed Fish back in 2020 was the Pats QB coach. So uh, they have a bit of a pre-existing relationship here. So I think this is great for Washington. I think Jed Fish, after this last year, hell of a coach. No, I, I think it's a great hire for them. My, my one concern is you, you've grown up in the NFL your entire life. You've coached in the NFL. And this is for all coaches. Like You are going to be shocked with what it means to be a college football head coach, or excuse me, just coach in general compared to what you dealt with in the NFL. So I just hope like all these guys do understand like kind of what they're getting into. It fucking sucks. Uh, I, I'm sure Steve Belichick understands what he's getting into. I mean, if he wanted to remain in the NFL um, and he valued that lifestyle over coordinator, he had job offers in the league. Like even Gerard Mayo offered him to stick around. I don't think he's, I don't think he's like a college lifer though. I think this is a, you know, I, yeah. Uh, you know, I lost my job. I don't have another DC job to go. We'll go I'm gonna go take yourself. this. It's gonna be like a Liam Cohen. You know, you go to the NFL, go back <laughs> to Kentucky, then you go to you know to Tampa. You know, well, he's Liam, in and out. Liam Cohen's fucking weird because doesn't he keep bouncing back and forth? Yeah, like like next year again. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I don't know if he, but but no, yeah. For Belichick, this is go prove yourself outside of your yeah. dad's ecosystem, um, and then and go back to the NFL. Yes, yes, I would yeah. agree with that. But that's great for Washington. That's great for Belichick. Like it, it, it should work out for both parties. I think. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Michigan promotes quarterback coach Kirk Campbell to OC, which is a pretty capping off a pretty nice rise for Kirk yeah. here. He's thirty-seven years old, but he just became the quarterback coach after they fired co-OC and quarterback coach Matt Weiss for cyber crimes back in January of 23 for about a year ago. So a year ago, Kirk Campbell's just an analyst. Mm -hmm. Then he's the quarterback's coach. Um, and now he's the OC. And that's just two years removed from being the offensive coordinator over that old dominion in 2021. I like it. I like it. I mean, I, Michigan's is, is staying in house, which, which I'm perfectly okay with you win a national championship. You have that kind of success on offense. Um, man, like, Keep it going, you know, keep, 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 keep what you've built in the locker room, the coaching staff, that chemistry together. So I, I, I don't, I've not seen, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong here. I haven't seen if necessarily he's going to be taking over the, the duties of play calling, or he's just there to essentially assist Trod Moore in the play calling. I don't know. Uh, but question. what that relationship is going to be like, I think that's still, to me, that's the more interesting thing. Like, of course you're going to bring in an OC, whether it's, you know, from within the staff or going to bring someone from outside. But the true question truly is going to be, or really going to be, does Sharon Moore, who was tremendous calling plays this year, does he keep doing it? Or is he going to slowly start giving the reins off uh, when it comes to those responsibilities? I think that's going to be really fast hand to hand into next season. Uh, either way, they, you know, they do know each other very well, obviously. Yeah. Right. And they've worked together very well in the past. So. Um, I can't pretend to know a ton about Kirk. Somebody asked, why did he get fired from ODU? I doubt he got fired from Old Dominion. I'd have to look it up. I bet you he just, because uh, I think they're really good, right? I think he just probably left to go, you know, get on at Michigan and try to work his way up, which credit to him. He's done yeah. just that. 30, 37 years old. Now the OC for uh, Michigan. It's also getting really depressing how many guys are our age getting all these like big time jobs and everything. Um, we, work for, we work for the volume. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. NFL head coach, volume, same shit. I agree. 
Me and Mike McDonald are basically the same thing. It's your um, kids. No, I know. Yes. 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 Okay. yes. Fuck it. Bro, if we can get this, if we can get this Ethereum to hit, shit. Our kids will, we can see our kids all the time. Why do you go there, Ethereum? Like, wait, it might double, but like, they can, you gotta go for the ones that gonna, oh, uh, you know, a thousand X. What on, are you in, Solano? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 look, I'm not, I, as you get, I went through a crypto phase. And so I'm just uh, trying to pick at the names that I used to know back. You want me to tell you what I'm in? You want me to tell you what I'm in? What about can we, Link uh, wait, the snap, can we, can we get the, the, the snap people to start pumping the coins that I'm in right now? Yes. Yes. Let's, <laughs> yes. let's use our, um, if, if, I mean, honestly, if we're going to become crypto content creators, that yeah. is what you do. You yeah. use, uh, your platform to juice your edge case calls and then sell, uh, mm-hmm. right after you tell everybody to buy it's genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jeff, so do you want to actually work for ADS? No, 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 to be clear. No, no, I was not lament. I, I'm not really lamenting these coaches getting jobs. Like, that lifestyle, obviously, guys, not for me. I'm out here trying to get pumped up for phase two of season of discovery. I can't yeah. fucking do the Nomergon raid if I have to fucking deal with sucking off 18 year olds in the transfer portal every day. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, to the staff dropped the rod of the ancient sleepwalker from Lord Kelris, the five percent purple drop, the fucking epic dropped Friday at midnight in a pug. And I rolled a 20 out of a 100. And uh, next thing you know, I don't get the staff. I'm so fucking bummed. I still got this little dead minds Emberstone staff looking like a loser. Nobody wants to talk to me. Um, TK says it's chain link, not link chain. My bad. Chain link. Yes. Hammer chain link, guys. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. Web three. Because if we've learned one thing from society, it's that the people in power will definitely let an ecosystem that's going to completely supplant and replace them. They will definitely let that develop free of any interference. No governmental entities or anything you're ever going to get involved and try to take it over. Your web three is going to be free. Mm-hmm. Telling you guys, it's for the, the people of the future. Yes, for the people. Yes, it's 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 for the people, and in no way will the people in power that are going to be replaced try to fight against it or stop you. Okay, mm-hmm. Web three is coming. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and then finally, Iowa self reports um, an NCAA violation uh, when, and this is kind of funny because. I was really thinking about this the other day. So Caden Proctor leaves Alabama, goes to Iowa. In all of the reporting, he tells this story about how, like, when he was down in Alabama, that like the Iowa staff basically sent him like a um well, pop up. Actually, well, here, here, yes, here's the direct quote yeah. from Proctor. Yeah. It was, comes from the original athletic article, and it was redone in this one as well. Quote: This is Proctor talking about why he chose Iowa. Even after I was doing bad in the SEC and struggling, they hit me up and said, "Quote: We're proud of you." You're going to get through this. Uh, and then he goes on to say, that's what ultimately helped me in my decision because they still believed in me. So it's kind of funny, but if you think about it, you're like, wait, hold on now. That's not technically allowed. I think that's actually tampering. Mm-hmm. And um, so Iowa has self-reported uh, their tampering, if you will. I don't think anything's going to come of this. I mean, whatever. Everybody no. It's just funny to hear it, um, to see that they now have to deal with this because Proctor put it out there thinking it was like, Oh man, what a positive. And well, yeah. Mm. 
Uh, we need to plug the mailbag for tomorrow. Are we doing mailbag tomorrow? Yes. Um, okay. we are going to do mailbag tomorrow. That's actually probably, so probably what I'm thinking is, yeah. um, we're going to talk to Lanny this afternoon. So we'll do a shorter live tomorrow, maybe about 30 minutes, maybe most of that mailbag. And then yep. we'll immediately upload landing at the end of the live. So you can enjoy that. If you want to email though, ahead of times snaps, CFB at gmail.com. Very simple. Y'all snaps, CFB at gmail.com. Um, CJ says uh, football team, I'll be 500 pounds playing. Wow. 12 hours a day. Um, he'd be six, three, 500 pounds, LARPing Frodo Baggins at the Renaissance Fest. I mean, Small yeah, too. fucking true. Are you kidding me? When WoW Classic came out in 19, my family randomly left me for like four days. I know life to that shit. I said on there, I'd get done with my morning show. And this was like pre-snaps and shit. I get done with my morning show and I would grab beers and I would just play for the next 12 hours. <laughs> One time I, um, there's a table, there's a board game, Gloomhaven. Very fun game. Very fun game. Cannot recommend it enough. But, um, me and my partners, one of whose name was Steel Hole, and he played fullback. That's a fucking legendary name. How about that? Um, Steel, my boys Steel and Seth, we played Gloomhaven for 18 hours straight. Mm. 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. The one break that we took was to eat Chinese food at 6 p.m. It's awesome. Sports guy says Aaron's so ready to go. I know. Can't y'all see it on him? Look at him. Who wants to get the fuck out of here? Well, like, why you know, I, I have to drive to Athens before our Dan Landing show. So why? So I'll Kirby be, can talk shit to you? Probably. So I'm gonna <laughs> tell Kirby that I'm talking with Landing to see if he, you know, that yeah, probably pisses him off some more. But yes. So I'm trying yeah. to get there so you're not solo with Landing. I did accidentally, or not accidentally, but I did fuck up and I skipped a dinner with New Heisel and former NFL GM Mark Dominic. To fucking run Shadowfang Keep like a scrub. And then I didn't even get any upgrades. Fucking idiot. All right. That'll do it for today's show. Thank you so much. Um, if anybody wants to play WoW with me, Lavalash uh, RP server. Very excited for phase two of Sod. Going to be awesome. If you want to send in your mailbag, snaps, CFB at gmail.com. Very excited to talk to Dan Lanning. Look for that tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow for brand new Snaps Live. We love you. YouTube.com says that volume steps. Sub, sub, sub. Thank you. We love you. Mm. The volume. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 